Um, this is like right after you decide, hey, man, I want to be a nomad. Damn it. I have seen some pictures on Instagram and I have followed some YouTube channels and I'm going to go where they go. <laughs> <laughs> there lies the red flag right there. <laughs> this is not a drill. Repeat. This is not a drill. Shall we begin? Welcome to this Nomadic Idea Show, where we discuss the uncensored truth about living full-time life on the road. On today's show, we are discussing the variables between purchasing new versus used. Is one better than the other? Is one more costly than the other? Either way, you need to understand your lifestyle before purchasing. Are you a MacGyver or a McSpender? Yeah, that's a great question uh, for sure, because we know um, 100% after renovating a Airstream Argosy in 1976, Airstream Argosy that we have learned how to be a MacGyver. And a McSpender. And a McSpender at the same time. A little bit of both. So what we want to do on this show is we want to kind of focus on you know, the lifestyle, where we have seen the RV industry go, specifically in the last probably three years um, with our experience and what we saw but the RV show uh, specifically this year in courtside um, but we really want to talk about the lifestyle of your decision when purchasing an RV or even a van or even possibly a schoolie we want to talk about what you need to know and what you need to look for because there are some big decisions that you're gonna have to make early on um this is like right after you decide hey man i want to be a nomad damn it i have seen some pictures on instagram and i have followed some youtube channels and i'm gonna go where they go <laughs> <laughs> there lies the red flag right there <laughs> that's a huge red flag after you said that but after you've said that you've got some decisions to make and that's what we want to talk about on our show and by the way um, we are uncensored show, right? So it's warm today. We have all the windows open. You're probably going to hear some sounds, but you know what? That's the RV life. Sometimes it is such a beautiful night and you get such a cool breeze that who wants to be inside with all their windows shut? So, and plus we have neighbors listening to the show. Probably. <laughs> probably. I mean, the whole idea of purchasing a trip, at least for us was, to be outdoors more. So uh, it's nice to have all the windows and the door wide open um, because yeah. that's kind of why we got into this lifestyle. It's all about lifestyle choices. Yeah, it really is. Before you actually put the money on the rig. Yeah, and I think what we had noticed, and this is a huge, uh, a huge decision for people that are choosing this type of lifestyle or the nomadic lifestyle or the, the travel nomad how whatever you want to call it right it said you got to figure out what you want now we have found that you can spend anywhere from a hundred and seventy five thousand dollars to three hundred thousand dollars to about a buck fifty so it really <laughs> depends on what your lifestyle and we've noticed um during our travels is that there's almost kind of a disconnect with um that with, with people that we've met 
that that seem to have this um, hard time understanding that because you buy a new RV, that it's going to work exactly like your sticks and bricks and that you're going to have this um, everything's going to work all the time. Because and it's new. Because it's new. I bought it new, damn it. I just spent $175,000, $200,000 on this, you know, grand design fifth wheel. Nothing against grand design. Sorry, you know, don't mean to start a panic out there. But, you know, some of these, you know, um, some of these fifth wheels now, these grand designs, I mean, I swear to God, they have a bowling alley upstairs, right? So, you know, you, it gives this impression that everything is going to work all the time every day and that's just not the reality of full-time rv living so i think before you even start the conversation with yourself on if you're going to buy new used dig into a renovation whatever it is you're going to do you have to have a very very honest conversation with yourself and determine determine if if you're willing to if you're willing to live that lifestyle if you're willing to to understand that that lifestyle is going to be all about constant maintenance and constant fixing so so there are nothing is going nothing is new is not going to uh equate to the fact that that things are going to just work the, RVs are not built for full-time travel. And even though there's this idea behind it that, that yeah, everybody's starting to do this. So yes, RVs are kind of stepping up to the plate a little bit more and making them more luxurious and more and more of a home feel. They, they're, they're trailers, they're RVs. They are literally a box that is intended to travel. It's intended to be exposed to the elements. And it's going to be exposed to wind and rain and cold and, and hot and sun, direct sun. And these things are not built to last for like longevity as a sticks and bricks would. Well, I would say this is that you know um, in the housing boom, uh, we have, we've had we've had a few housing booms in this country, right? And so one of the, one of the things that we always notice after a huge housing boom is that ten years after. 10 years after they've developed all this land, they, they've built like, you know, 2,000 homes in a neighborhood. The biggest complaint 10 years later is that my house is falling apart. Um, the, the siding is falling apart. The siding is warped. I'm getting leaks. I need a new roof. The deck is warped. Well, that's a house. That's a six and bricks. In the RV industry, what we've noticed is that it's not going to be 10 years. It could be 12 months. It could be a year and a half. I mean, there are new, nothing against Airstream. We have one, so please don't panic. But even the newer Airstreams coming off the assembly line when they're when they're being bought and there's a waiting list is that, you know, their the first night in the rain, there, there's a leak. So, I mean, and, and this is a $125,000, $150,000 investment that you are making. So I would I would I would venture to say that when you're looking I think the first tip that we would give you is that when you are looking for an RV um and you're looking at a new RV, you have to come with this realization. You are towing an earthquake. 
<laughs> so okay? true. You are towing an earthquake. So imagine <laughs> your sticks and bricks that you can move from neighborhood to neighborhood to neighborhood and then say and then expect oh my god look some of the bricks have fallen off or you know look my window is broken or what what you know what have you right you 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 wouldn't even fathom the idea of towing your house in fact i know we've all seen um a show uh, or a tv program where they put the house on a truck and they tow it down the street. It's like an old Victorian house, and you know they the, the historical the historical society is trying to save the house, so they put it on the truck and move it. Well, the truck isn't going any faster than two miles per hour because they're moving a house. But yet, in the RV world, we're like, yeah, it's 60, 65 miles per hour. I'm towing my home. I'm really good. I'm I'm good with it. Well, you also have to factor in the that. RVs have a load capacity to them, right? So these materials that they're building these from, while yes, they are somewhat durable, they're not sticks and bricks durable, uh, but they're going to be lighter weight materials. And that makes them more susceptible to fragility and breaking. And they're using plastics and just like thinner materials that are naturally over time and with an immense amount of movement going to be susceptible to damage. Well, and, and and that's so true because you know they've got a price point on everything. So we looked at recently when we were at the RV show in Courtside, we were looking at our pod. Please don't panic our pod. Um, <laughs> but we're look we how we're, many names <laughs> can can we can we name? Well, this is an un, this is an uncensored <laughs> show. So it if is. you guys have a if they have a problem with it, they can write me a bad email um, or nasty email. We looked at the R-Pod because our friend was, was looking at them, and when I went underneath it. I was able to go underneath it, and the furniture was was made um, almost like furniture that you would buy at, you know, uh, a cheap furniture place. Uh, the, the furniture, the, the wood was stapled together, um, and so there weren't any kind of good joints in the wood. Um, and so it, it looked like, you know, the first thing I thought of was like, this is, this has got about a year worth of wear and tear on it. Um, especially, and then, and then here's the thing too, is that, you know, people, and, and what we have found out anyway, that they want to buy the RV. And the first thing they want to do is they want to go into, you know, remote areas. Um, and, and which is great. That's awesome. And so they get the, they get an R pod or they get a uh, camper trailer um, or even a fifth wheel and they, they want to go boondocking. So they invest, you know, a billion dollars in solar, you know, because they have to have the battle board batteries. And so they don't even know if they like the RV lifestyle, but they'll drop a grand on a battery. And so they, they put on the solar in and, and, and they'll go down their first forest road and they'll be like, what the heck is this? It's a forest road. And so if you think driving down the regular road is tough, wait till you hit some of these forest roads and you got to pull, you know, four or five miles back, uh, you know, to get your epic Instagram shot. It, it's going to, it is going to exponentially put wear and tear on your RV yeah. right away. And I would venture to say that if you told your warranty dealer um, or your, uh, if you have a warranty, if you were, you know, if you bought a warranty on your RV, which is a whole different show. But if you bought a warranty and said, oh, yeah, I want off-roading in my RV, no, they'd sorry. be like, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, where, what, what? I mean, you, they, you'd 
probably almost be tempted out to void the warranty. So, yeah, so there's a lot to choose from. So this is what we want uh, to kind of really go into on the show as far as a nomadic lifestyle and uh, choosing what kind of RV or or even van or schoolie that you want. So we we have we did a video on this um, about a year ago about you know what what's should you buy new or should you renovate? I would say that was probably even a wrong title. It should have been should you buy new or should you buy used? Right. Um, because quite frankly, some of the used RVs out there are made so much better than the new RVs today. Not so much the vans. I think the vans probably have a huge advantage yeah. over the RV industry, uh, you know, specifically like the ProMaster and some of these beautiful vans that they make today for for travel, uh, is that they, they learned from the RV industry. They learned what not to do. And even though some of these materials are the same and some of the appliances are the same, um, the van is gonna be uh, they have a better chance on hold, at, at holding together. So I think the first thing you have to really look at, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, and if you guys, you know, have a comment to make or you have a post. We love comments. Yeah, we love comments, good or bad. We'll probably hear from a few RV dealers, but, um, you know, post them below. But I think the first thing you have to figure out is what what's your goal? What do you want out of this lifestyle? What do you want? You know, what? You know, is it is it to travel? Is it to hit all the national parks? Is it to hit every RV park in the country? Good luck in 2021. Um, you know, what what is that goal of yours? Is it is it to be more outdoors? Uh, is that your goal in, in going out in the road? Or are you more of a luxurious home feel and you want that home body feel out of your rig? Um versus you know just kind of sitting outside all the time yeah and those I, and are really important things to understand they're huge and they're hugely important because everything that you're going to go through as a traveling nomad especially in um especially in an rv is going to be completely different than what you thought it would be um because um you know quite frankly um you you're gonna have some deep you're gonna have to have some deep pockets to park at an RV park every night, 365 days a year. Now there are some RVers out there that don't spend anything um, on on RV parks. That's great. I would challenge them to do a um, a maintenance video on exactly how much money a year that they are putting in to fixing their RV, and that's including new tires, new brakes, uh, you know, possibly new springs. Uh, I, I would like to see that. Um, and, and if you know of somebody who's done that video, uh, post that think? there too. I'd love to yeah. watch that. I have not really seen that many. Budget, yes. Budget videos all over the place, right? Right. But as far as repair on a newer RV that they bought in the last, you know, three to five years, and they, and that's all they do is boondock. I'd, I'd love to see that because I think the thing is, is that new RVs, and we all know this, you know that, is that they're just not built the same as some of the older RVs that were that are still around um, even 10 years ago. Um, so, and, and then we, we really kind of want to get into that on, on the show too, because um, I think there's a strategy, a, a financial strategy in buying a used RV. 
Yeah. Um, and we we have really ran across a lot of people that have bought new RVs that are literally um, pretty pissed off. So <laughs> because so, of the money that they've already had to put in back into their new RV because their warranty didn't cover it. Money and time, particularly in this last year in 2020, it's really been about the time frame as well. So, um, you know, when you're talking about a newer, so there's a lot of rumors out there. A lot of them are steeped out of direct truth. Um, in that, you know, the industry boomed, obviously with COVID um, and the pandemic. And so the industry definitely did boom. Um, and that hit around like mid-April. Um, and, you know, they're saying it's about 162% rise from the last the last years. And then come, I think it was in June, mid-June, it rose over 300% from previous years. So factual yes yes it did happen and now the curve is going a little down and you know we're seeing things kind of leveling out the same way before they boomed like in mid-april um with the purchasing of new rvs but people are still doing this right so so then there's all these all these rumors again steeped in a lot of truth and facts is that these um these manufacturers cannot cannot pump out enough products to be able to meet the market industry needs with the boom right and there's a little bit of a supply chain problem right now exactly so you're going to wait a minute for a new rv that's the component and a lot of times they're selling these things that they're not even built yet so they're selling them pre-built blah 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 and so there's this whole idea behind that that says you know they're they're just shuffling them through and they're just uh they're you know they're trying to meet the demand as quick and so quality control is out now yes i'm sure that that initial panic probably did happen to some extent. Now, RVs in general are not manufactured the same as cars. So they're not on an assembly line. They're on an assembly line, but they're not done all by mechanics, like mechanical devices. Whereas RVs are a lot more like hand built in some sense. And so, so there is a lot of points where they do go through quality control. And some manufacturers are probably a lot better than other manufacturers about this. But overall the consensus has been don't buy new right now don't buy anything coming out of this last year because the quality control they're just shifting through it well here's the here's the, here's the uh, other piece of that reality is is that they do have that supply demand issue they're not being able so everybody one rv whatever manufacturer it's built from whatever company it is they have to then resource products from other areas. So it's not just all within house. They are trying to find different components to fulfill the total build of the RV. And that is a huge problem for them too. So there's a lot of things that are just shifting and changing. And then you have all these different, uh, going off on this tangent, but I've read this these incredible articles that really like stirred this conversation in us. And so really well, passionate about it. And, and the thing <laughs> is, is that, and, and I mean, but that's the thing you have to think about because you know whether it's Dometic or, or all the right. other third-party, um, a lot of third-party parts that go into a new RV, they're under pressure also. So so if there's a if, if there's a back supply in a just a, uh, a a skeleton RV, think of the back pressure and the back order that is with all the third-party parts that go into it. And so they're they're quickly making those things out too and so do they have quality control so, so like your yeah. rv may have 
quality control, right? Kind of ish. Yeah. <laughs> but there's Dometic, there's all the uh, Sunbeam, there's all the other parts that you're you're buying. Do they have quality control? I mean, when you buy an RV from an RV dealer, he's like, here's the package. There's the total package. Nice little ribbon on it. And you're like, oh my God, that's great. And please buy this warranty that's, you know, 18 pages thick um, or long. And you're signing all the, these warranties. Like, well, what, what does the warranty cover? Not much. Uh, not much. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you, you should buy it, you know. It's like buying the extended warranty when you buy something at Best Buy. Okay. Like, I want to be here two years from now buying new, something new. So that leads me to the next issue in hand is that, okay, so now you have it, an X amount of additional RVs out on the road and an X amount of additional things out there. Now, think about that. Now, now they're overrun when things naturally break, which is not abnormal for a new RV to have issues. Not abnormal it's for an old RV to have abnormal. issues. It's like, it's like a daily basis now. Right. So, so now you have even more people trying to get their things repaired. And, and I hate to say this, but I'm going to say this and go ahead and like throw it back at me. It's an uncensored show. There is more ignorance and lack of prep in the lifestyle so people are jumping into it a little bit more hastily than they probably would in yep. other times and so now you have a lot of ignorance out there in general and you have people that are not prepared to do just general basic maintenance so they throw their rv at a repair shop and or they try and throw it back at uh where they purchased it from under warranty or whatever and so now these people are overrun not to mention the additional lack of skilled trade individuals now it's booming and so now we have less rv technicians available to be able to fix this overrun problem. so yes there's a lot of different things about buying new in this in this last year yeah you know you buy uh, so, you, you buy a lot of components it's full circle people. You, you buy a three hundred thousand dollar diesel pusher man you better have a good diesel mechanic standing by somewhere because from what we've seen they're all now there's not a whole lot of diesel mechanics that are going to be readily available to fix your diesel pusher which so, the industry is actually now pushing to regular car mechanics which i think is why vans have a better average that's correct that is correct schoolies and vans have a better chance of being repaired than an rv let's okay but i kind of got off on this tangent of this whole process to begin so, so one of the things that we, we wanted to talk about, um, too, was that we have found um, a, a huge cost savings in the do-it-yourself mentality. And when I, I say the do-it-yourself mentality, I, I don't mean like um, I am highly educated in the do-it-yourself field, okay? I'm saying that I'm going to try, <laughs> I'm going to try to fix it myself. So, um, and therein lies what we have found to be the cost savings. So when we built the Airstream Argosy, we, I personally know every rivet, every bolt, every fuse, every wire, I know every single nook and cranny of this Airstream. Now it's a 76, but let's move forward. Let's go to an 86. 
Let's go to a 96. Let's go to a 2006. What we would suggest, if you're thinking about buying a an RV, whether it's a camper trailer, whether it's a fifth wheel, um, I, I would go back. I'd go back a few years. And, you know, there's a couple things to look for. Absolutely. And you should always bring somebody else with you that knows a little bit more about the RV industry. So especially an RV inspector, absolutely bring them. In those cases where you're going to buy something and you're not going to gut it, you're not going to flush it out. Right. You're not going to completely redo the RV, right? So in our case, we gutted the whole thing. We, we had a shell of a shell. So, you know, we had a frame, had four wheels on it, and there was like a, a skeletal frame with aluminum banana wraps on it. That, that was basically our camper. Those trailer. were off too. Though. Those were off too. So, but in, 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 in areas that you think that, look, I think I can do some stuff with this. Is it going to take time? Yeah. Gives you more time to save a little money too. Um, but I, we, we would probably look at, we would never buy a new RV right now and never. Um, and we've thought about, or even five years ago, I'm not sure that I would, no, buy new. I would know. I no, not at all. And, and we've thought about, you know, we've talked with the idea of selling the airstream and we've had a lot of people say, man, you could, you could, you, could, you should sell it, especially now because it's a buyer's market or it's a seller's market. Um, so, but the, the thing is, is that I know this RV so well that um, what is the cost of your time? And what is the cost of, you know, having to call an RV repair place and saying, hey, look, I don't know why my toilet's flushing or not flushing, or I don't know why this isn't working, or I don't know why this isn't or my air conditioner what what have you um you know when our when our original air conditioner broke um you know and i, I had done a video on that but you know our our air our air conditioning guy who was a reseller for dramatic for dramatic he let me get up on the roof and yank the old one out that do you know how much i learned from that do you know how much i learned about how the air conditioners are attached to the roof you know what the drip pan is like all that kind of stuff i learned how to do that so I think there is a cost savings, a huge cost savings to the do-it-yourself, um, it, whether it's a, a schoolie and, oh my God, the schoolie guys. I mean, you you walk up to the schoolie, they're the same thing. They know every nick, cranny, bolt. They, they know everything about their schoolie. I think it's also a time sensitivity too as well because, yes, it may take more time for you to maybe learn how to do it or do it, but you're not reliant on somebody else's time you're on your own timetable yeah and, and and we think since what we've been through and what we've been able to see that you're going to save money oh, so yeah. you you may think well i don't want to renovate that's going to cost money i'm going to just buy it new have it turnkey and have everything ready for me yes but in the long run that that could cost you a lot more money and i think there's a um, I think there is a, um, I don't want to say, I think there's, I, there's a reality to the RV lifestyle, the nomadic lifestyle, that it's not an if it breaks down, it's when it breaks down. Um, and the when, I can tell you, is never going to be convenient. <laughs> so uh, it's going to happen at the worst time. And, and that's okay. 
but what I, I think you have to understand your lifestyle. What you what is your goal? We started this. We started the show by saying, "What is your goal?" If your goal is to pay now, then you're going to have to understand that you may have to pay later. If your goal is to say, you know what, I'm gonna wait a minute and I'm gonna I'm gonna build the the RV or the van or the schoolie that I want that fits me and my lifestyle mm-hmm. and our lifestyle, mm-hmm. then I would encourage you to be a MacGyver. As much as that just sucks to hear <laughs> that and, and you're like, well, I don't I don't have to time to be a MacGyver. Well, you certainly don't have time to sit in a hotel for two weeks waiting for your RV to be fixed. Right, 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 so, right. you know, or someone's house or knocking on your, you know, your cousin's door. Hey, got an extra room or, or getting that huge monthly hotel bill or, um, or, or whatever the case is, because that is a real reality out here, folks. That's real. And, and so, you know, you may think, well, I got a great deal on a new RV. They gave me a great payment plan. <laughs> well, it's a great payment plan now, but it's not a great payment plan when you are paying for that payment plan, but you're also paying the cost of this and that and this okay. and that and that monthly bill goes up and you're like, I'm not even in my freaking RV, <laughs> you know, and I'm, yeah, I'm making yeah. double payments here. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so, and then of course, you know, in a supply uh, distribution um, or some, you know, the supply chain dilemma that um, our country is in right now and the demand of, the high demand of 9 million people more on the road in 2020 and 2021, that puts pressure on everything. It puts pressure on the RV, uh, RV parks. It puts pressure on RV uh, garages, RV maintenance, RV, RV everything, RV everything, right? You need to make a decision on, on if you want to be stuck in the middle of that. And so we, I think what our show is about tonight is say, before you buy, and before you make a decision, take a really super hard look about what your lifestyle wants to be. And what is the goal of your nomadic lifestyle? What's that goal? You know, because there is no perfect rig out there folks there's no perfect rv there is no you know if you get a fifth wheel you know and you're gonna you're gonna have to get a bigger truck to to, to pull it and then once you pull the truck you know in are you gonna have a frog you're gonna you know toast something out i mean everything always has a caveat or yeah. an asterisk by it on whatever rig you get so it's not the rig who cares about the rig it's a matter of what your lifestyle but if you want a bowling alley in your fifth wheel yeah, you're gonna you're gonna spend some bucks, but we're not saying that that just because you have a posh, you know, grand design fifth wheel that you're not gonna have any more problems than anybody else is gonna have. And then keep in mind this too, and this is a huge this is something to think about for the future, is that there are areas in this country because of the bigger fifth wheels and the bigger motorhome coaches and the bigger bigger it's big man right we want to make this rv as close to your condo in new york as we can right so they're going to give you everything they're going to get well, you've washed your dryer and you've got this just remember dumb stations across the country are running out of space that's a reality they cannot hold the capacity they did 10 
12 years ago. They are literally running out. Just got just to ask the engineer in Quartzsite, in La Posa South, where everybody goes. They've ran out of dump room. No more. It's over. So they, they're moving all of the facilities to another location because they've ran out. And the water table, you know, when you do laundry, that's a lot. There's some water involved there, folks. Yeah. You know, and, and so these RVs that are big and, and everything, anytime you buy something mechanical, that's one more thing that's going to go wrong. So you have a wash machine. Can you call a regular washer repair guy? No, because you know why? Your RV is part of a warranty issue program that now you can't take, you know, you can't get like a little, you know, thing to make your washing machine, but you have to go into the RV uh, where you bought it because that washer is technically under their warranty, right? So, so then you're gonna say, screw it. I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna buy, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get the washing machine mechanic, right? Well, that's money out of your pocket. Right. So it's it's that's everything that you need to consider as far as your lifestyle, um, because I think at some point in time, the RV industry is going to start managing the influx of all these people on the road. And I don't think a lot of people are going to be happy campers uh, only because it's just too much on the system. So think about your lifestyle and think about what you want want out of your lifestyle and and then and then think about really kind of understand it's not going to be like a home it's going to come close in a lot depending on how much money you want to spend you know i mean you know but but i guess if you're will smith you know and his like you know triple decker gigantic rv that he parks in new york yeah it's gonna be a pretty cool rv but for most of us you know, that's probably not going to be the case. So you got to really think about your RV lifestyle and, and what you and, and really what you want out of it. I feel like you said everything that I wanted to say plus more. So that about sums it up. Because <laughs> we're as one. So anyway. You had so many good points that, that um, yeah, I think I, I, I think you covered it. Well, you know, like in, in our experience we can only go by our we can only share it with you our experience right and ours is drastically different than it's drastically other. different because we built our camper trail we built it right so i mean but ask me how many times i've been to in eight months ask me how many times i've been to an rv mechanic none oh that's not true that is true not an rv mechanic but we did go to a mechanic well for the bearings for a spring on the brakes so, yes. But that, but that was the semantics. Thing. But yes, we did, we did, and we right. had to fix our air conditioning, and we opted to actually get it done rather than do it ourselves because we were under a strict time frame. I did and save a thousand dollars though by pulling the thing. Correct. Out first. I, I think that there's, there's when you when you do it yourself, uh, whatever that is, and even if you do buy new or you buy you know used, and then you kind of work that problem and you fix. It, then you know it and i think there's something very 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 valuable about being having the confidence and the know-how or at least the the gumption to just jump right in and say you know i think i can do this there's small repair and then there's big big like frameworks and stuff like that repair that there is a there is a variance in that there's a line where you just maybe can't cross because you don't have the expertise and it is your home on wheels and so i think I think there's there's a there's a component that you have the ability 
to jump in and dive in and correct these problems all on your own, these simple problems that um, a, a, a large chunk of people that are buying new don't have the expertise level. And, and for the love of God, don't ever buy a new RV ever and drive it off that parking lot until you know that thing pretty well. We've, uh, we, we've met people, we met people oh, that pulled, um, they, they pulled RVs out of the, it's a brand new rig and you know, they they did not even know how to put water in their fresh water tank. They did not know how to hitch up their trailer. That's what's going on out here. So if you're going to buy an RV, for the love of everything holy, do not pull it out of that parking lot. Do not sign on the dotted line until that RV um, sales guy takes you through every nook and cranny and do the best you can if that's the way you're going to go. If it's the other way you want to go, and you're going to renovate it. You're going to learn it anyway. You know, you're going to have to learn it anyway. Because <laughs> so, it will malfunction on you. Yeah, it's it going to it's going to malfunction. So you know, it's either or. You know, save yeah. money now or save money later, or learn it now or learn it later. You know, it's it's really up to you. You know, in our opinion, we would not buy new today. We would buy used and we'd fix it up. And I'd learn every nook and cranny of that RV because a year down in the road, I would not be in an RV mechanics place. I'd, I'd be able to fix it myself. And again, I'm not a big, um, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not like this, this person that can fix anything. I have to do a lot of research on it and watch, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. But I'm not afraid to try anymore, you know, because, you know, it, you know, at $110 an hour for labor, which, you know, that you're, that's what you're probably going to cost. Plus um, just to look at weeks, it yeah. and, and days or weeks yeah. with, with possibly not having it. I'm, I'm not willing to do that. And so I'll go get down in there and I'll re-engineer or I'll fix something myself. And, 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 and has there been some things I've had a Band-Aid? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I've had a Band-Aid, but it got me to where I needed to go so that I could actually take the time and fix it proper. I think that, that we, I think we've mentioned this already, but we got the best advice from somebody who had been living the life already for about a year. And they you know, we're sitting around campfire and they said, it's not, it's not if it breaks, it's when it breaks and it's going to break on you and it's going to be epic and it's going to have, you're going to have multiple failures all at once. Yep. And what you need to realize before you get on the road is you have to learn to be okay with things being broken. You have to learn to prioritize what needs to be fixed and don't let it stress you out because if you're stressed out by this, like long term, you're stressed out every day of your life. Might not be a lifestyle for you. <laughs> Might not be a lifestyle for you. So it was good advice if we can pass that on to another um, and and get you guys to really understand and hear that. I think I feel like we did our job. Yep. So anyway, um, if you don't want to watch the rest of the video um, of this, you can always listen to the show on any podcatcher. You can listen to it on iHeartRadio. You can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it on Podbean. Um, Google Play, um, Apple, you can listen to it on any of your favorite podcatchers uh, for the audio only of the show. Um, we are we are here every Sunday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, we're really happy that you guys watch it and you're part of our community. Please post your comments below, hit the like button, and subscribe uh, to our channel if that's something you want to do. Otherwise, listen to an audio. You never have to 
to watch anything. You, have to, you don't have to look at us, and you can just listen it while you're going and tra traveling to your next destination. So we will see you next Sunday at 8 o'clock. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.